Hello and welcome to Las Blancas podcast. Today I am your host Yash Thakur and today it's it's a different pod because Om is not here with us but I have a very special new guest with myself and I'll introduce uh, you all to her. Uh, she's Kanita Fro. Uh, you might know her as at Kani Fro from Twitter. Massive massive Naikari fan, a great Real Madrid supporter as well. So it's it's gonna be her on the pod now uh for quite regularly i would suggest so yeah welcome kanita yeah thank you and hello everyone um glad to be here and we'll be uh i'll be around here i'll be sticking around so yeah let's have fun <laughs> all right speaking about fun today's game was anything but fun so let's get into it today real madrid faced off against villarreal this game was the rescheduled game from game week 1 where it could not take place due to the strike for from the referees uh, it was rescheduled for november 3rd and uh, real madrid traveled away to villarreal for the game and let's start with the lineups first so initial thoughts about the lineup uh, i'll just quickly go through the lineups Uh, it was Misa in goal, Kenty, Kathleen Sosa, Ivana, Olga, Freya and Zoranosa in in the double pivot in midfield, and then Feller, Weir, Athenea with Esther up top. So initial thoughts on the lineup, Kanita? Yeah, well, as soon as I saw it, um, I realized that it's our standard uh, lineup, or should I better call it? I call it. Um, a boring lineup which i knew that it wouldn't really result in a goal uh but uh it, it didn't only not result in a goal it also uh we had a very sloppy first half uh, we'll get into it a, a little bit later but um it's it's just the standard uh, sloppy boring kind of gameplay uh that i don't know why total reinforces were uh like i know that he never started free in the back this it would be very weird to see it but uh i think this team is more made for that and for this 4-3-3 is kind of bland to me personally and i think this game showed it as well and uh, especially because it's against Villarreal they're in the uh, the bottom of the table and we should have done much much better but we didn't and uh but i was surprised that we actually had two wingers today in the starting lineup which we haven't uh gotten that in like the past few uh games which was with Weir mostly on the right wing uh and Atenea on the other wing uh, with Esther or well Naikari up front so at least we had two wingers today so yeah that's it that's it for me about lineup yeah it's it's interesting you say that uh that our squad is better fit for a back 3 and we'll get into that uh when we talk about the second half but my first thoughts when i saw the lineup was uh i'm i was already forward thinking about the game at the weekend 
so we have a very big game at the weekend against barcelona and while the result may not be in doubt it it is always about putting our best foot forward in that game because that game is being watched by a lot of people and there's this added pressure of performing well and showing ourselves well in a, in a classico uh, so i was i was thinking forward that maybe today we will see some sort of uh, rotation and we did see that maybe not in the way i expected it to be because we saw savava and toletti being benched uh, toletti hasn't had the best of returns from injury so far she is struggling for form uh, at the moment so that made sense for her to not be included in the lineup uh, i thought like savava is being saved up obviously for the classico i think she'll start in the classico uh, apart from that uh, the midfield duo of zornos and freya like starting freya was the major thing for me because uh I don't know like given how Toril has approached the big games previously he always likes to go with a sort of defensive out and out defensive midfielder who is physically dominant in our big games like against PSG as well he goes for this conservative approach and I thought that would be the same approach in the Barcelona game so I wasn't expecting Freya to start today uh, personally because again we are up against Villarreal who are in the Uh, i think they are 13th or 14th in the table and we should probably be like going for the more offensive for the more uh, like control and possession uh, sort of players with tere and maite like probably maite will miss out again in the classico so i i it made me wonder why she wasn't starting today but a- as you mentioned as well like athenia and feller we had two uh, wingers uh, starting in a in a lineup that was that was new and then where and ester that was probably expected i was hoping we would probably see naikari from the start but okay i i can't complain about ester and where starting that's that's all right another major point was kenty starting but i think probably lucia will be starting in the in the classico and we'll get into uh, the performance uh, by kenty today as well so it, it has been a major drop off from her uh, so yeah that that's about it for the for the lineup one another point i would like to add is uh, for villa real there was an ex real madrid or slash cd tacon player in in the in their lineup i know a campo which on this pod we have been uh, we have been an advocate for her we have uh, praised her a couple of times before as well she is a very solid player and she had a pretty good game as we'll dissect uh, the game further we'll talk about her but yeah it was good to see i know uh, uh not in the opposition colors but it was good to see her play so yeah let's get into the uh, let's get into the game uh, initial first 10 15 minutes uh villarreal had an early chance with a early free kick and then olga immediately went uh, to the other side and was given time and space and had the ball into the box but that was uh, blocked and cleared so initially like in the 10 15 minutes i felt the game was going back and forth uh, both teams had a couple of chances but then after the 10 or the 15 minute mark things just started to go down Uh, and before i get into it i would like to get your thoughts on the first 10 15 minutes uh, what did you feel and what did you make of the team 
yeah, well, it did start off with just um, the ball being on our half. Uh, like you said, they had a free kick in the well in the literally first minute after a bad throw-in, uh, which is also a big problem uh, in this team as well. Throw-ins. Every time we get a throw-in, I get nervous, and I shouldn't be nervous for throw-ins. So I hope the next um, point in their trainings should. Friends, yeah. Uh, then, uh, like a few minutes later, yeah, we get our like first time on their side with, like you mentioned, Olga. Uh, then we kind of had a couple of counter attacks. They they had like clear, um, constructive chances. Uh, from what I noticed in those fifteen minutes, we kept losing the ball. Uh, which is not really weird, we just lose the ball and uh, get it back, but it really uh, results in a sloppy football, which uh, we've seen even more of it in the continuation of the second half, uh, but, uh, oh, the first half, sorry. Uh, but um, I just feel like the first 15 minutes, yes, it were like, it was like, back and forth but for me Villarreal was more um more specific in their um their job and some errors were done in those uh, in those 15 minutes um like major defensive errors and it was just very frustrating i knew we had we had a major change coming in this like in the beginning of the second half, as soon as I saw those uh, first 15 minutes or so, it was um, really, it was apparent because if we usually in the games, if we don't start off strong, uh, like if we don't start off uh, confident with uh, pressing uh, um, no matter who the opponent is, uh, we we kind of get we it's hard for us to get out of that slump and yeah so uh those halftime changes were definitely coming that's when i thought after 15 minutes uh and like you said it just kept getting worse um in on the rest of the first half so yeah what do you want to start with from the point of 15 minutes to like 45th yeah so as you mentioned things just started to go from bad to worse after that like things were already not looking great because in the 10th minute uh i know as we have uh again like name dropping her because she had a shot from outside the box which went wide but that was the start of what i would say was the theme of the first half our sloppy play uh kenty receives a pass from Kathleen on the right hand side and she just has a very poor touch in trying to make a pass back uh, in in the space very badly uh, weighted ball so that was there and that just kick started had this sort of domino effect on the entire team I think I don't know what it was but from that point on we literally could not stitch uh, a five plus or six passes move uh, in a whenever we had the possession it was always like we were misplacing passes like simple simple passes like 
you can talk about all the tactics you can talk about the deficiencies in our possession structure and whatever but if if your players go out and play like that it's very difficult to be able to do anything from that point on and one of the major major thing was individual errors like that was that was probably the biggest talking point of the first half we'll i'll get into it but uh in the 13th minute again uh, like villarreal had a had a set piece that was way back in their own half or near the halfway line and we were like we were lined up in our defensive set piece uh setup but again it was pretty easy for them to manage to win the first contact and then try to get the shot off and that has been again a very common theme in our play uh not just under toril but even it dates way beyond that we haven't ever looked assured uh, on our set piece defending and that has continued then in the 15th minute uh, lompard from from the from kenty's side burst into the box and kenty tried to uh, like had a slight pull i don't think that was a pen uh, that was a penalty that would have been way too soft uh, but yeah that was another uh, mistake in kenty's book and kenty had plenty of those like kenty's first half has been like i don't know this was comfortably i i feel like this was comfortably her worst performance for real madrid and that first half that we played was arguably our worst performance this season because yes we have we have not been beaten this season so far uh and that is quite good but we have had some very sluggish performances uh, uh in those games but this one definitely tops that chart for me because it was it was just very very bad to watch uh you could see we were unable to even get into the final third and make something happen which was very surprising to me because it wasn't like uh Villarreal were very compact or anything defensively Villarreal on the other hand they were trying to press us as soon as they saw us making those mistakes like they they do press high but today they as soon as they smelled blood they were all, all on up, all over us and they were trying to pressure us they were trying to force those mistakes from our defenders and we know that uh, when under pressure Catlin can make those mistakes when under pressure Kenty can make those mistakes and that is what happened we were having those sloppy giveaways with uh, with Freya in the as a defensive midfielder it made even more difficult for us to progress through the midfield so as you mentioned like based on all of what happened in the first half it made sense that like you have to make changes in the second half but before we go into the second half I'll let you add anything you have about uh Villarreal or just our very sloppy performance in the first half. Um yeah, so yeah, from the from that moment on like in the rest of the first half, uh, we had um we had like a couple of good gameplays which uh obviously ended up uh, nowhere. Uh but I remember one one good uh, gameplay. It was in the twenty-first minute. It was um, it was a great 
uh, distribution from Esther. Uh, so first she controlled it and uh, she made a great distribution to the right wing to the to where Tanea was, I think. No, 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 sorry. It was to Fela. Yeah, to uh, Fela in the first uh, half. It was um, pretty surprising from Esther. Uh, and very, like, we know that in lately Esther hasn't been in her uh, form. She has been scoring, but, like, gameplay-wise, uh, she hasn't been uh, that impactful. But this game, I've seen a lot more from Esther, and uh, she did score uh, as well. Oh, it was in the second half, obviously. Uh, so we'll talk about that goal later. But um, then... Uh, yeah, so that chance from Esther to Fela, uh, she tried to pass it to Weir then in the box, which was um, defended uh, pretty well. Uh, they, to, to be honest, they had a pretty solid defense in the first half, uh, or we make, made them look very, very good. <laughs> it's one of those. Uh, and I know that around like half an hour mark, maybe 31st, 32nd minute, there was a foul called by Esther, uh, and there was an injury break uh, for a VRL player, and she got really frustrated for that foul, and she kept complaining to the ref for like two minutes, like during the whole injury break. Uh, so it was evident that they were already getting frustrated, which was, um, you know, expected after that, uh, that bad of a first uh, half an hour. Uh, and then, yeah, it's like the end of the first half. Um, well, around uh, 39th or 40th minute, uh, we of course had Nisa's dramatic exit. Um, she just, yeah, it's normal for Misa, there's nothing to comment on that, really. Uh, and there was another free kick, like, two minutes before that for VRL. We gave a lot of free kicks to VRL, that's, that's what I'm noticing right now. And uh, they're really good at those set pieces, I've also noticed. Uh, because of uh, what you noticed, of what one of those free kicks were from around of the round half of the pitch, and uh, that long pass was really precise, and it ended up wide. Like we could have conceded from that as well, and this free kick was also. Well, it was less dangerous than this. Misa had to uh, drop to the ground to catch it. So, yeah, um, we had a lot of free kicks given in the first half. And, yeah, I think that's what I have to say for the first half. I don't really have many more comments. It's, it's just, it was just too frustrating to even think about it more. So yeah, I guess we can move on to the second half and uh, uh, half-time substitutions. Yeah, definitely. So, like, we have summed up the first half pretty well. There wasn't much happening on the pitch. Uh, people were getting frustrated by the performance and the players too. So, uh, just one thing about the first half. We got outshot by Villarreal 9 shots to 2. Like we had two shots in the first half that should tell you everything about 
how drab of a performance uh, that was from from us but yeah then half time second half begins and instantly we make three substitutions a triple substitution like it was expected we would make some changes because things were looking really really bad uh, in possession so the changes were coming a triple change with rocio coming on maite and tere coming on for kenty feller and freya so i would pass it on to you and take your thoughts on what you thought about the substitutions first well um my initial thought was uh finally free at the back uh that's uh, that's when i th- knew that we were you know getting serious about scoring in this game and um so yeah kenty was out uh which we already commented that she had uh, a couple of major defensive errors so that was definitely coming uh rocio came on that uh, would later on have a great uh game uh that was definitely a good call uh then saving uh off freya for maite uh, yeah, I think that was the most needed thing uh, because we all know uh, how how important Maite is in the attack to move the ball forwards, to distribute it quick quickly, and uh, as you said in the beginning of the podcast, you that I was also surprised that she didn't start, um, and uh, that's. Freya, starting Freya in this match was, in Karel's mind, too safe of approach. Um, like, safe to the point that it didn't really look like we are we are willing to move forward. And with Maite, it's always, you know, wanting to move forward. So, um, it was definitely seen. Uh, she was... Um, impactful as always she also got an assist uh then tere for fella tere we know that she could had some uh great uh, great robberies like um recoveries of the ball uh as always from tere to be expected um actual actually as tere's goal came from one of those um, robberies, so rec- sorry, recoveries, <laughs> uh, and yeah, I think the all three substitutions were really good that they were needed, and I'm really glad that he immediately in this at the start of the second half realized uh, that he should be going for a formation change. This was a complete formation change with three at the back and. Uh, then okay, so we had one winger again. We had just a Tenean, and it was I think we're kind of going white, if I remember correctly. Um, you will remind me of it later, actually. <laughs> and uh, I was just worried about that winger situation, but it was fine. It ended up fine, actually, with the goal scored, with the gameplay. It's a bit different, but with the goal scored, it's okay. 
And it's usually when he does this uh, formation change, uh, it's not common and it's not for a long time. So I was really glad that uh, Toril made this formation change this, this early and that it stuck for the whole uh, whole second half for 45 minutes because we know that this when he does this exact formation change with the uh, free in, in the back uh, which is uh, obviously more offensive lineup uh, he doesn't do it uh, often and he doesn't do it for a long time we've seen it against Levante for around 15-ish uh, minutes uh, and against PSG, we haven't, even though we did expect it, but he didn't go for it. And then against Sevilla, he went for it for a few minutes until we scored one goal from a uh, corner, then he changed the formation back. Uh, but today it was 45 whole minutes, and it was, in my opinion, more, um, it was more of a fun football, uh, well, more fun. Uh, I can't say that it was much of a fun today, uh, but at least it wasn't playing too safe. So, uh, great call to have this lineup for 45 minutes, and I think that's what I have to say for now about this subs. Yeah, so interesting you say that uh, that a formation change was needed. I my my takeaway from the first half was no matter what formation we are playing if players keep performing uh, this way it it is not going to work it wasn't like we had structural issues in the first half like we we just couldn't play simple passes we just couldn't complete simple passes which is so uh, off brand for the sort of players that we have uh, for the sort of quality and the caliber of the players that we have so that felt weird. Uh, I was expecting changes, especially uh, for Kenty because Kenty really, really had a very bad game. But I wasn't expecting a formation change, to be completely honest. So when I saw that we had moved to a 3-4-2-1, sort of, with uh, Caroline Ware and Maite operating in a sort of narrow position just behind Esther, like operating as those double tens that we would like to uh, see more so the idea was to then add make our uh, make the team more expansive the back three is a naturally more expansive uh, sort of formation where you have your wing backs uh, constantly like pushing forwards and providing that width and with Olga and Athenea uh, as the wing backs we can get that then you you also have put in now Weir and uh, Maite as your two sort of number tens behind the strikers who can who obviously always look to support play and then at the base of the midfield you have got Tere and Zornosa again a very good combination because Tere offers you that balance that coverage defensively uh, with as you mentioned with her ball recoveries as well which I personally think we should be calling robberies from now on, but <laughs> that is for another time. Uh, so yeah, Tere covers the ground really well. She's solid and robust physically when when it comes to duels. Uh, so that was really nice. And then Zornosa can operate in that sort of a deeper playmaker role, which she is comfortable and uh, which she's really good at. So those changes made a lot of sen a lot of sense to me. 
but i wasn't expecting really expecting a formation change and and i didn't think it was necessary either because uh it wasn't as if that uh villareal's lines of four of the defense and midfield were very like narrow or very compact that we weren't able to uh penetrate them uh because of that we weren't able to create any sort of deep completions or any sort of box entries because we were so sloppy we had a couple of those as we mentioned in the first half there was one of the one of those chances where where dropped uh in the right half space turned and let uh feller through and then feller uh feller's cross found athenia in the box but the cross was high and it was at a at an awkward height for her so she couldn't get the shot up we were able to get these situations but not consistently enough because of our own sloppiness so i wasn't sure a formation change was needed but it was a welcome change uh, it was something fresh that uh, you know maybe we should be trying moving forwards a couple of times because we have those sort of like we have three good center backs that could be starting but my issue would be if we start playing this regularly about the depth at the center back position we don't have that so i think we'll probably be sticking with with a back for for large parts but it's good to see that we are trying we try to experiment something like this uh, when we need to change games and that was a really welcome change for me because this has been the major change from like when we have when we had asnar in the ranks and now when we have toril like toril isn't the best uh, tactically uh, the best manager out there or anything but he is willing to change when things don't work out and that was the problem with asnar because there was no plan b here while the plan b isn't always as clear but there is a a tendency to at least try to create some sort of a backup option or some sort of a second alternative when things aren't going your way to change things up to shake things up and that is uh, quite good i would say now speaking about the second half like it yes the changes were probably coming and the changes as we would dissect and go dive uh, dive into them uh in hindsight when the game has finished it did make sense and it did help us win the game but it didn't start out that well because uh 48 minute another free kick for villarreal taken very well misa comes out for a big save then in the 58th minute there was another uh, set piece opportunity for villarreal and our defending was again very very poor it was from the left i think uh, and we j- i think it was from the left or the right i can't remember uh, and then we completely lost the marker nobody was uh, picking up the runner in behind it was just terrible like it seemed like nothing had changed and one of the major issues that happened with the change in back 3 now and with the ch- with operating in 3 4 2 1 formation which the front 3 was quite narrow so what happened was now when our wing backs were pushing forward with the ball there was a lack of support for them at times and they were easily uh, villarreal were easily able to outnumber them on the on the wings and get the ball away so it felt like yes the idea for a back 3 was well thought uh 
it was the changes were made with a good intention but it wasn't exactly reflecting on the field and it would probably take something some error or some moment of magic from probably where or some from Athene or from Olga coming clutch to help us get the lead in this game because until the 60-65 minutes I don't think we were again able to like create much to be honest and the change in formation and the players on the field adapting to that uh, to that structural change that didn't go as planned yes obviously the game ended up uh, ending in our favor but still the structural change i feel this is why i felt like the structural change wasn't necessary because our issues in the first half weren't exactly uh, related to our possession structure or uh, off ball structure it was just very very uh, sloppy play from individual players and a lot of individual mistakes so with the structural change or there is always this uh, period of adjustment for the players now if you're doing that regularly in training going from a back four to back three isn't always as straightforward of a change because there are responsibility changes in offense you have to you have to have your players provide the right kind of support and that was lacking when when we did it so yeah i mean those were my thoughts initially like we'll get into when things started happening when one goal led to another but before the goal came on from the start of the second half what did you think how the how did the back three change impact on the field and what were your thoughts about it yeah so uh, so they definitely did take some time to uh, adapt to that uh, and as I said they don't do it often and as you said that you thought that it wasn't needed like you didn't see it was needed um, uh, yeah I kind of see it I just knew that we uh, had a big change coming uh, like uh, not maybe structurally, but in other senses, definitely it was needed. So maybe it was the easiest thing to just uh, put this formation and to go, you know, with free in the back and uh, go go kind of chaotic uh, because with this uh, lineup, we are more chaotic since our defense is obviously not balanced they're not used to it and they were uh, they were sloppy uh, like you mentioned the free kicks uh, and our defensive um, the defending the set pieces were really was really really questionable and they did take some time to adapt and I think that uh, before before things started ha happening, um, more specifically things as in uh, goals started to happen, uh, I didn't really see some major, oh wow, we are playing clean, we are uh, actually in control of the game, it was still uh, sloppy, but less sloppy than it was, uh, they were s slowly getting into it, um, the centre-backs were... Well, they were obviously the key part in that formation change to um, get the you know keep the ball or keep the game alive. Uh, so 
uh, yeah, basically not to, so I don't repeat myself a lot. They, um, they adapted after a while, but after the first goal came, I think that everyone kind of lifted their spirits and they were, more, they were more in the, oh, let's go for more. Uh, because uh, I don't know what's with this team, but sometimes when we are in the slump for goals, uh, we just have to score that one goal, and that from that moment on, we our gameplay is uh, much better. It's much more relaxed, actually, even with uh, a one-nil lead from then on. Uh, it's much more relaxed because, you know, especially after like 68 minutes, which uh, was when the first goal came, um, for those 68 minutes, we basically had frustrated players on the pitch and uh, for a reason, obviously, uh, we were frustrated too, we as fans and uh, I can't imagine how frustrated they were and when they're frustrated for such a long time, which is 68 minutes. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely impacts the game and it ends up being really messy. Uh, but the thing that I mentioned about this lineup being a bit uh, more chaotic, um, yeah, they're not used to playing uh they're not used to playing like this. It's more offensive, uh, but it's also uh, it's also way more suitable than going a bit over the line in the defensive mode. Like just even a bit over that midpoint line between offensive and defensive. Uh, our defensive uh, gameplay is not good and going defensively in any game is very annoying and it's often a bad idea for us. Uh, but yeah, today wasn't defensive in the first half, it was just sloppy and it was on that kind of line. But this was a defensive lineup, uh, offensive lineup in the second half and uh, it does, uh, of course, it does depend on the choice of players you uh, play in this specific lineup. Uh, like for example, I don't think that uh, in either of these um, times we had this lineup, um, like uh, I mentioned Levante, I mentioned Sevilla, and, I me and obviously today, I think that in all three instances we had Maite on, uh, and Maite is one of the key uh, parts for this kind of um, idea. Uh, to because you have to you have to kind of keep uh, the ball moving in the direction we want because if we uh, if we start getting uh, un a little bit unstable at the back uh, it can get bad uh, really really fast uh, but uh, we did manage to keep that ball kind of balanced. From that point on, uh, it wasn't going back anymore. Uh, it was, I wouldn't say, much more controlled. Uh, it was something that lightened up their spirits, and it's normal. 
uh, and we saw that um, a few minutes later, a second goal came, then, yeah, basically we scored four goals in twenty-two last 22 minutes of the game, so that's what, what I can say about that uh, getting out of the goal slump, and uh, yeah. Okay, so you have already mentioned uh, that the first goal sort of had a let the floodgates open and we were more relaxed. I think there was also an element of the players also looking forward to the weekend game and this is why this uh, rescheduled midweek fixtures can be so tricky because uh, and especially away uh, even with a team that has only had one win whole season uh, and has scored only two goals it can be really really tricky when coming up against them and that is what happened probably today so let's get into the good part the last 22 minutes where we had four goals as you have mentioned the first goal in the 69th minute Esther uh, scores the goal comes from a, a recovery and interception from Tere who starts the uh, who hits the ball forward but then it's being cleared I think and it hits Esther and fortunately it falls in the vicinity of Weir who takes a brilliant first touch and then slides the ball through for Esther running in behind. Esther goes 1v1 and finishes it. Now there isn't much to uh, dissect in this goal because it came off a uh, clearance error that hit Esther and then fortunately uh, fell kindly for us uh, and to the right player because how many players in the world can probably take that sort of touch and immediately let the ball through? Like we on this pod have like raved about uh, what sort of player Caroline Ware is and she is arguably the most uh, like technically sound or the best player that we have ever uh, signed probably. Like yes, we have had uh, Aslani as well, but the sort of impact Caroline Weir has managed to have in this sort of small period since she has come on, game in and game out, like how many players are doing that for their clubs on a consistent basis? I don't think there are many, uh, to be completely honest. Because our offense without Weir, we look like a very different side than with where she is consistently impacting games directly not just by producing a moment of brilliance with her first touch with her with her just incredible technique on the ball with her ball carrying with her press resistance and whatnot but she is also like directly impacting games with her goals and assists like we are seeing that output in a very direct sense and it's not like she is she wasn't scoring goals before but the sort of uh, volume that we are seeing now and the sort of responsibility that she has taken up in the team in such a short period of time being nominated for player of the month uh, like previous and in in the october month as well so i mean the sort of impact that she has had is is just un- unbelievable i mean you don't have many players like that and we are so blessed to have her so she takes a brilliant first touch and as I mentioned slides the ball through that is that was just brilliant from her uh, for the first goal do you have anything else to add on the first goal if not we can move to the second goal 
Uh, I just want to say that I think um, Teres, uh, let's now call it robbery, <laughs> because uh, it was it was uh, the most key part uh, before the, the ball landing to Weir, uh, because Tere uh, robbed that ball in the sense that uh, she uh, just hit it like with the head with her head far away. Uh, forward and uh, it did end up in the possession of VRL for like second or two before it hit Aster and then it got, got went to Weir so I just want to add that um, thank you Terry yeah that's all okay so yes Terry's contribution was key as well and we will get into talking about her and specific players at the end but after this there was a sense that now maybe players are more calm and now we will see probably more goals and that is exactly what happened one thing about introducing rocio was not just the shift to a back three but also the sort of uh, height advantage that she that she adds uh, to our set piece uh, to our attacking set pieces and that was evident when she came on like early on as well we had a set piece from from the right hand side again a short corner uh, taken and it was put in the ball was put in from the right hand side and Rocio managed to get a head on it but her header was straight at the goalkeeper and she managed to save it uh, pretty easily but that is what Rocio can offer on on these dead ball situations. She is she is tall and she is physically dominant, so she towers over everyone, and she has a decent control on her headers as well, which makes her a a very potent threat on on set pieces. So that is what happened in in the 79th minute. Another short corner taken this time from the left hand side, and it Rocio while jumping and moving slightly backwards is able to hit the ball across the goal and it goes in it is like unsavable very good header uh, and yeah i mean another interesting thing like we'll talk about this uh after discussing the third goal let me just quickly go through the third goal because uh, it's important the third goal again comes from a corner play like we play the corner shot again and this time the ball the subsequent ball in from the corner uh, meets the header of Naikari who does absolutely brilliantly to head the ball towards the far corner so like Naikari has come on after like Esther scored scored the goal and Esther and Weir both went off and on came Naikari so that was that uh, and the reason I I thought about mentioning the third goal before getting into uh, and breaking them down further was because the short corner routine in this game were a major theme for us we had like five corners i think and four of them we took them short or i think fifth i might have missed the fifth one but uh, from my notes i have four of the corners written as a short corner routine and that was pretty interesting to see that is what i have personally enjoyed uh, since the second half of the last season because we have been trying to experiment with these short corner kicks with these different sort of 
routines uh, with with our setup in the box as well like what sort of runners attack the near post how many players do we have attacking the back post and the way we set up on the corners as well in the box is pretty interesting and it shows that there is work going into them and the two goals today were a result from that both uh, very good headers especially the third one uh, by Naikari and I'll pass it on to you in a bit to uh, rave about it because I know you are a massive Naikari fan I'll pass it on to you uh, but yeah I mean the work on the short corners uh, with, with these sort of corner routines has been uh, really refreshing to see uh, to be very honest and that was what made like it just took the game away like after the second goal and after Nahikari came on uh, it all felt a little bit relaxed players were in their own uh, and yeah I mean now I'll hand it over to you for what you have to say about the second and the third goal and these uh, short corner routines. Um, yeah, so uh, firstly, uh, I have to say that I think uh, the short corner routine, like the same uh, one, was done three times and it was it was on Rocio's head, like uh, Rocio had two more header attempts and uh, one went wide and one was when she was really close to the goal uh, and basically she shot very uh, very strongly at the goalkeeper goalkeeper was positioned uh, there and uh, it was very strong she almost <laughs> dropped the ball at the goal line uh, so yeah those were the two uh, first two chances one was uh, from the left side taken so uh, one was uh, yeah and then this uh, second one was from the right side and f the third one the third one from where did it come I think I think from the left side again <laughs> I think it was alternating but anyway the same uh, routine was done uh, three times and it's in, it involved uh, Atenea and Weir in that short corner. It depended on the side they were taking for who takes the cross. And it uh, just included uh, Rocio uh, with the header. And you mentioned that she's the great candidate for those uh, dangerous headers. And she also scored uh, the last match as well, the header. And yeah, it's obvious that they have really trained those short corners. And those who uh, know me will uh, know that I just keep talking about how short corners should be legal because we just didn't know how to do them. But after today, uh, I think uh, I think that short corners are allowed again. Uh, so yes, uh, yes, bring those short corners back to being legal. Um, and okay, so the third goal, um, yeah, so here's the thing, I was, um, I usually watch the games with, with my friends, and the ball went in, and I wasn't sure that it was her, because, um, yeah, I was taking notes, and I, um, I, uh, I just, uh, saw the ball he, uh, hitting her head and going inside the net and I wasn't sure that it was her uh, because I get uh, really really excited about anything she does so I didn't want to you know um, 
uh, get too excited. But uh, yeah, then I saw uh, her in celebration, and I was like, oh wow, that's uh, uh, yeah, that's a t- typical Naikari header. To be honest, she can do it from uh, afar um, pretty well, uh, and she did. It was a bit. It was uh, a bit closer than the penalty uh, penalty spot, so it was like 10, 9 meters maybe away, and it was in the second row, so yeah. Um, but the thing is that with the score line, we had a problem, because the score line kept um, showing 0-2, and I was like, um, did it, did it? not count, like they celebrated, I, I don't know what, and then I went to Google, it says Fresnel, uh, Real Madrid posted as well, it was Fresnel, uh, and then like two minutes later, they, it changed to Fresnel, so I was like, it couldn't be, um, it couldn't be offside, because obviously it wasn't, and there was no foul, so yeah, but I was really doubting that score line, so that was a bit of a panicky from me because I was like, are you really gonna take another goal away from Naikari? Like, uh, are you for real? Uh, but yeah, okay. Well, it's just a, a fun panicky moment from me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those two um, those two goals came from brilliant crosses from Weir and Natanea and uh, from two players that actual that know how to head the ball, uh, Rocio, uh, it's uh, she. Re- we know that uh, she's been uh, she's been inside the box for the corners because of her uh, height, obviously, and she's very very useful for those. And for Naikare, despite uh, being uh, you know. Uh, sh- shorter for the standard of the of the striker she can head uh, balls really really well and i think she demonstrated it again today so yeah i'm um i'm really content with both goals okay so that was it about the third goal then in the stoppage time naikari scores an absolute beauty of a strike that again comes from a mistake at the back so from out of the four goals two were a result of our clever set piece routine and two were a result of mistakes at the back from uh, from Villarreal so that was the common theme but we need to talk about that strike obviously I'll hand it over to you again because uh, as I mentioned before, she's a massive uh, Naikari fan. So uh, this is your moment. Uh, but yeah, before that, like we another poor mistake at the back and Naikari just picks her spot from outside the box, hits it. And there's something so good about watching, ga- uh, watching goals that uh, hit the top of the crossbar and go in. And this was just that. So it was, uh, it was pretty nice to see and it it has been very very refreshing to see this sort of revenge tour or i don't know what you want to call this sort of redemption season for naikari because last season we all know she struggled there were moments in the summer where there was contemplation about her not being as content 
and there were thoughts about her looking at options to even potentially leave but from then to the start of this season where things have just she's she's just looked very sharp in in this season her movement looks sharp her like everything she does in, on the position and uh, off off of it looks very sharp looks very measured uh, she is making the most of her touches now she is involved in the build up as well she she drops off she plays the small little link up and is able to get in behind quickly that is what made naikari the sort of striker that excelled so much at real sociedad that was the reason why she she was one of the most highly rated strikers in spain because it wasn't because of her height it wasn't because of her exceptional pace or anything because if you look at those those qualities uh, one can easily confuse her for not being that good but it's her movements it's her sharp uh, sharp turn and it's her link up play that's that small little combination play when she drops off that makes all the difference for her she she needs that sort of rhythm to get going but once she gets going everything like falls into place she can score goals like that header and uh, this long range strike which normally you wouldn't associate with her because most of her goals and shots come from inside the box where she uses her movements really well to get ahead of the defender and meet the ball first so that is really nice now as we have mentioned before as well we have spoken about this a lot now we genuinely have a second striker option on the bench who can start games and who can impact games after coming on from the bench so that is really nice to uh, have because this season is going to be long we will have multiple we will have a lot more games there are a lot more expectations and now we have two very different sort of tools uh, in our squad that can help us break down different sort of defenses so yeah i won't take much i'll hand it over to you to talk about the fourth goal and what you thought about it um okay so uh, the thing is that about the uh, about the strike it wasn't surprising because um it was typical uh from her uh like um not not really typical when when people look at the last season they wouldn't really say that it's typical from her but i remember a few um really good rocket shots one against athletic club uh, the first game it was away game um we, we did lose that one but uh, yeah besides the point uh, it was really close and then the levante game at uh, in march uh, she hit the uh, crossbar. Uh, everyone talked about it, uh, how good of a rocket that was, and it, she was just unlucky in that particular shot. And yeah, I mean, you, yeah, everyone is talking about this redemption season that's been going on since uh, the season started, or at least since the league started. We don't really count those first two games, which were. Uh, not good of a, you know, to not enough minutes to talk about. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I just think that last season she didn't really have confidence to strike 
um, like that often. But now she's taking much more shots. Uh, like this season, um, I've noticed that uh, in the comparison from last season, uh, she she shoots more because she's more like you know, generally in her gameplay. She was uh, she's uh, she thinks a lot. She thinks before um, she gets the ball. So um, and you can see that in this season. Like you can see it clearly, and um, just the how how she thinks that the ball should go and the distribution is. Um, can also be quick. She doesn't really um, have the ball with her much. Um, usually, uh, she lets go of it very quickly. And um, yeah, the movement has been pretty uh, much different, much better than last season. And the confidence is definitely, <laughs> definitely there. You can see it, uh, and that's that's what's she needs right she needed trust and confidence so she got it and we've been seeing it in her gameplay and in her stats which is uh great because in the league she has five goals and one assist um she has not contributed only in the last game uh, against sevilla uh all other games she has either scored or assisted uh, in the league, the Champions League, she hasn't played much or contributed, but yeah, but the strike, yeah, um, yeah, honestly, um, at the heat of the moment, I didn't, um, I didn't know she was going to actually do it, <laughs> uh, but it did, that, that did kind of look like a strong chip. It didn't really look like um, that straight rocket that went because the ball did go a bit up then went down, uh, but it wasn't really much noticeable. Uh, but uh, I think that she's the only one, well, probably we can do it too, you just haven't seen it, that she can chip. She is a really good chipper, and this strong chip, half, half, of a rocket shot, something we, we want to call it, is, um, you know, a mixture of uh, what Naikari does best when she's, when she's in her element, uh, and she is in her element, so, um, and I'm really uh, happy that she, this is the first, um, this is the first brace she got, uh, she never contributed more than once in uh, one uh, one game, like uh, directly contributed. Obviously, we don't. That's just about the gameplay. Uh, but yeah, this is her first race, and uh, honestly, that strike for the second goal is what a way to mark it. So yeah, I can go on and on about it, uh, but yeah. I want. <laughs> so, take it away. Okay, so those are all the four goals discussed. And apart from that as well, I think we have done a pretty good job of breaking down the game. The only thing that remains now uh, in terms of talking points is talking about some individual performances. And if we want to mention any uh, specific players, and that is what we are going to do now. Uh, 
आई थिंक वी हैव स्पोकन अबाउट नाइकारी इनफ सो आई विल स्टार्ट विथ सम ऑफ द पुअर परफॉर्मेंसेज टूडे एंड आई थिंक लाइक वी हैव मैंशन बिफोर इन द वर्ल्ड वेन टॉकिंग अबाउट द फर्स्ट हाफ एज वेल लाइक कैंटीज परफॉर्मेंस टूडे वॉज रियली वेरी डिसअपॉइंटिंग एंड इट हैज बीन रिकरिंग थीम फॉर अ वाइल नाउ एंड आई थिंक द ट्रांजेशन टू लूसिया इज आई मीन इट शुड बी इट शुड हैव बीन डन बाय नाउ वेर लूसिया वुड शुड हैव बीन द मोर प्रोमिनेंट पार्ट एंड द वन स्टार्टिंग मोस्ट ऑफ द गेम्स नाउ बट इट्स इट्स स्टिल गोइंग स्लोली एंड आई थिंक दिस परफॉर्मेंस टूडे वुड प्रोबेबली विल प्रोबेबली एक्सेलरेट दैट बिकॉज इट वॉज जस्ट रियली पुअर आई मीन देर इज नो अदर वे टू पुट इट शी वॉज स्लॉपी इन पोजेशन शी वॉज स्लॉपी आउट ऑफ पोजेशन एंड मूविंग फॉरवर्ड वेन देर आर गेम्स कमिंग एट सच अ गेम्स कमिंग इन थिक एंड फास्ट एवरी थ्री डेज it will become difficult for her to maintain a uh, a good level if this is what she is uh, offering now and i think it is time for lucia to be more prominent of a right back in the squad and be the and take over that starting role and kenty can uh, play the substitution uh, substitute role quite well Kenty is useful in in certain situations where we need a sort of bombing overlapping right back presence uh but apart from that i think uh it's time for lucia's incorporation to be accelerated a bit uh it was it was really disappointing performance from kenty uh, like i mentioned before it was probably her worst performance in a real madrid shirt uh and a while it hurts to say this but uh, i think it is it is time to slowly at least try to phase her out and uh, incorporate lucia more and more into the starting lineup uh, what what do you have to say about kenty's performance today and the future of the right back position uh, in the squad right now oh uh, yeah definitely uh, her her game today was disastrous I hope it never happens again. Uh she made two major mistakes in first 15 minutes of the game. One could have been a penalty. It was a penalty shot. Well, you did mention it was kind of too weak to be a penalty, but uh we we know that in this week it could have easily been a penalty. And before that, it was she just gave away the ball right outside the box. It could have uh we could have conceded and there like that was those were the most obvious errors and um the kenty kenty this season um she uh, she has started uh champions league games and i think that's at least for the most part if not all of the league games except for today that lucia started these league games uh but um yeah i mean people have been talking about and i see it too that um yeah well uh, lucia we don't um we don't really see um much uh, you know some special growth which we saw from um uh for the la- past 
for the last like two uh, three months of the last season which was very rapid for her the her growth in the end of the last season was really apparent for her and for Russia and I think that's the only players I can think of for the last season but um, yeah like comparing uh, those months to now from the beginning of this season it kind of will slow down it's um, but she didn't have bad games. I uh, didn't uh, see a, any game that uh, I can say Lucia played badly. She should have been benched. Um, because whenever Kenty would come on, she hasn't been stable this season at all. Uh, and uh, she had like one, maybe two good, uh, decent performances in uh, Champions League. Uh, for at least some amount of time, and maybe not all of it, but uh, it does. I mean, she's uh, she's a veteran here. She's um, here from the first season. Well, it's only the third season, but and uh, she's our second captain. And I don't know, but it's, it's not looking good for Kanti. I hope she uh, gets back at least some of her groove uh, uh, quick. Uh, and more importantly, uh, because Lucia is young, uh, she's 23, and um, I really, uh, really hope that she stays here because we know how much this club means to her. But aside from that, um, I can see a lot of potential in, in Lucia, and the mere fact. <laughs> the mere fact that um, she's uh, she's not really declining in her performances is you know good. It's not it's not worrying. At least let's let's use the term not worrying. So um, yeah, we're slowly getting there. And but yeah, definitely the right back position should be given to Lucia now and I don't think that there is any doubt in the world that she should be starting on Sunday and it's probably why she didn't even play today to be rested I hope I hope that's the case because that has to happen yeah okay so another player that needs to be mentioned and needs to be talked about in a positive light today from despite the game being such a drab uh, is probably Rocio like uh, I spoke about her strengths before when when she was brought on but she had a pretty good game uh, defensively as well she was solid at cutting off uh, some opportunities on the transition she, she is this physically dominant presence and while she is not the quickest on the turn or the quickest to cover the space but she uses this physicality to probably direct uh, the opposition to away from the goal and buy her team time and then the, her prowess in the air helps us deal with aerial balls both defensively and make, make us a threat uh, in the offensive set plays as well but Rocio in the last few games as well uh, has been pretty solid and is increasingly looking like uh, uh, the centre-back that should be starting on the regular and 
the other position the other center back should be the one where we make like rotations and stuff i don't know about what you think uh, about this but uh, like with with how error prone kathleen can be once uh, a mistake starts happening like once she makes a mistake there is this sort of domino effect that happens where she where the frequency of those mistakes uh, begin to increase a bit uh, moving forward from that moment on but yeah i mean rocio has proved to be quite solid uh, even in in possession as well she is she has the range uh, to play those passes and i think like moving forwards we have to we have experimented a lot like let let's just say we have experimented a lot with our center back pairing uh, sometimes it's it's ivana and rocio starting sometimes it's ivana and kathleen starting sometimes it's rocio and kathleen starting and i think we should probably settle down on a pairing that we can probably call our gala 11 uh, and i think it is not much clear at the moment because against psg one would expect that was our probably the best lineup that we want to put out but it wasn't the case we went with a conservative one we went with two center backs who are tall who are good in the air and uh, physically robust uh, and we ditched ivana for for that very reason and i don't i don't know what your thoughts are but uh, I think like Ivana and Rocio should still be our uh, starting center back pairing because I think the sort of balance that they offer the the composure and the assuredness in possession where they are not making as many mistakes it's nothing uh, about like Susa has been really bad or anything but there is this element uh, in her game where she is prone to making mistakes and we have seen that while it hasn't resulted in a big mistake uh, or a direct goal so far but we have seen those moments where it all uh, like she misplaces a pass or she is uh, like that has always been a part of her game like even when she was playing in france even when she was playing in italy uh, i have followed her for for a while now uh, i know that is a part of her game that and you can't remove that like the positives that she offers you have to take that as a as a part of the parcel like she will she will make mistakes but ultimately her ball playing ability will probably uh, produce uh, will probably result in a net positive but so far like her uh, in possession game has uh, has turned out to be a little bit sloppy and this is what happened this is what i had noticed in in her previous clubs as well once see once she starts making these mistakes it's it just cascades into m- mistakes and uh, errors in areas where one would think that those are her strengths and i think that is happening now so i think like we have to settle on one center back pairing i don't know what uh, toril thinks about this or uh, because he approaches uh, every game as its own i think and while that is good we we can come out with team specific instructions and stuff but we have to have our strong uh, 11 and a strong center back partnership and one thing to develop a strong center back partnership is to play them together because 
that is the thing i feel with defense because uh, the more of a of an assured or, or a settled defense that you have with with those back four or back five players including the goalkeeper the better communication uh, you probably have in the back line and that is very necessary when you are coming up against uh, big teams like individual talent is good but how you perform as a unit including the goalkeeper will only improve once you spend time on the pitch together a lot of times uh, and i think we have to settle on one of the center back pairings that is one uh, thing about it and rocio's improvement in the last few games and the way she is able to exude uh, confidence uh, and add something to our attacking play as well with those headers i think she is making a very good case for her to be the indispensable part of the defense now so what do you think about rocio's performance today and her improvements in general and about the center back uh, partnership thing that i mentioned so uh yeah i definitely agree that uh, rocio has been our most stable center back uh, well generally this season but especially in the last um maybe three four games uh like especially uh, lately uh but what i want to talk about is uh, about kathleen actually is that i believe that most of her problems uh that you mentioned comes from lack of communication um you you said you did watch her before in her previous clubs and i haven't but i did hear that uh, in uh in matches she's labeled as you know um you know, some, doing some crazy stuff, uh, and we've seen it from the beginning of the season that she sometimes just th- takes the ball and runs with it. And um, yeah, I mean, I definitely see it. Uh, but um, about the lack of communication, I mean, we've seen a few collisions. Uh, well couple of collisions with Misa this season and then um, some miscommunications with other uh, defenders as well uh, but yeah I, I do agree that for now we should um, have a starting center back duo uh, that it should be uh, Ivana and De Rossio for now uh, while Ivana uh, it's, it's really hard to explain um this season for her uh because you you she she has she's had a lot of ups and downs this season it just keeps well it's not her ups are like average like regular for her not uh, anything um wow for for her for how she can uh, but yeah, that's her ups and downs look really ugly. Uh, but she is she is the best uh, out of our center backs in uh, tackles. Like she can come in fast and just save us in the last second, uh, which we haven't seen much this season. We have seen a few times, and it, uh, she was she came in clutch for that. Uh, but uh, in sense of tac- tackles, I think she's definitely our best uh, out of our center backs for that. Uh, so yeah, but I again, Kathleen does need 
does need uh, time with well f first of all she needs time with uh, one one of them uh, in the beginning it was just with uh, Ivana, Rocio didn't play for the first three or four matches of the season and we just kept asking where is Rocio, why, didn't, why hasn't she gotten a minute. Then she started playing and she started rotating and she's been doing good. Um, so uh, I think what Kathleen needs is to get used to uh, playing with one of them first um to it'll fix a little bit of um what we exactly need um because you you don't have to uh, change how she plays i mean i love that she sometimes takes the ball and just runs with it it's kind of uh fun uh but sometimes it's not necessary obviously it's uh, especially from the center back and those defense those uh, errors that she can make just um misplace a random pass uh, which was which is really odd um but in terms of passes i just realized that ivana is our best passer as well she can make long passes as well uh and like uh when she's in her groove uh yeah, her passes are really immaculate. So, yeah, another point about Ivana. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, centre-back, starting centre-back duo should be Rocio and Ivana, but to get Kathleen um, into her groove, she should uh, be playing firstly with one of them first. And I'm not quite sure what, uh, who should it be. With because in the beginning of the season again I uh, mentioned that it was only her and Ivana Rossi didn't even play so um, but yeah she had that like uh, minor injury scare she said she was fine she was subbed off um, at halftime I think against Athletic Club and um, since then I've seen more mistakes from Kathleen uh, I hope that's not because of her injury honestly that it was really nothing, but yeah, basically that's that's what I have to say about centre backs. I don't think there's more. There's not much more to say. Yeah. Okay, so just another very small thing that I would like to point is uh, Moller's performance today uh, because she was. She came on late uh, towards the end of the second half, replacing Caroline Weir. And we saw a very different version of Muller. And that is what I personally quite like. And I have said it before as well that Muller is best used as a part of a strike partnership with somebody else uh, and while operating in central zones because Muller's strengths lie in making those sort of uh, well-timed off-ball movements either in behind or coming arriving late in the box to receive uh, the passes and stuff and we were able to see that she could have scored uh, a goal as well uh, with Teresa sliding a perfectly uh, a great through ball for her and she timed her run really well uh, as well and she uh, just the shot was wide but you could see how she is able to generate value from those sort of situation and how she is able to add 
to the team's offense with her uh, movements and uh, with her with her understanding of how uh, parts are moving around her when she plays centrally when she plays out wide she is a bit more isolated because she doesn't have that sort of initial burst of pace on her to create that sort of separation or uh, a great cross on her or anything but she is very good uh, in like when operating centrally she can hold up play as well she is physically tall and she has that uh, physical play to hold off defenders and challenges while receiving the ball with the back to goal and then she can link up play turn around and uh, attack the attack the space in behind of the defenders so that was pretty uh, pretty good i think she had a decent showing as well in in the small time that she was on the on the pitch so yeah i think apart from that i don't have anything else to add i think from if we are talking about any other players i think uh, this was uh, a very good performance from ainoa as well like uh she she looked solid in possession while making recoveries and while making uh, in defensive duels while she closed down our players that was pretty good as well i mean we have seen ainoa ainoa was arguably our most improved player in the first season before we let her go uh but yeah it's good that she is doing good she had a good game she was probably she seemed at at one point it seemed like she wanted to score for some reason like she she wanted to make a point by scoring that didn't happen but she did have a couple of uh, attempts at goal and she looked good she was deployed out wide in the 442 and she was good at providing that sort of support in offense as well uh, just just being there as a passing option her passing is good as well she is able to circulate ball and provide decent progression uh, on the ball too so it was nice to see i know i had a good game i felt uh, well that is it from me i mean i don't have anything else in my notes uh, do you have anything else to add kanita um yeah no that's that's it <laughs> i've um yeah i've exercised all of my thoughts and yeah we can end this <laughs> okay so we'll probably have something or the other uh, that we remember once the pod is over obviously like always but i think that is it uh, for this game next up is the big one against barcelona uh, in the league and well while the result for that game is uh is always like it's difficult to say that uh it's difficult to bet that we will win against uh barcelona because they are such a dominant team uh across like one of the best teams in the world probably and yeah while we obviously go into the game with a high expectations i think uh, just tempering some of those and being realistic about where we stand in our development process and where they are in currently on the curve uh, is is a very good way it will be our biggest test yet and uh, coming up against a very functional side which psg wasn't uh, so that will be our first very big test and so far we like both the teams are undefeated so it will be interesting to see we have made progress uh, the in the previous times that we have faced them we have learned from from previous matchups and we have tried to set up well 
it will be interesting to see if we can produce an upset uh, because that is what it would be uh, if we manage to beat them but yeah it will be a very big game a lot of people will be watching a lot of uh, fans across the globe will be watching there will be a lot of great players that take the field on that day and hopefully it will be a great game and we come away with a very good result from it because uh, if we seriously want to uh, have like pose a title challenge we will ultimately have to get a result from barcelona because uh, they will probably just steamroll the rest of the league i mean they they are that good uh, so yeah it will be interesting to see it is a very big game on the weekend and we'll be back dissecting that so yeah this is it for this game and ala madrid ala madrid